Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, we're glad that you're with us today, and it just seems like uh, every week gets a little bit crazier in our world that we live in, but you know... If you can take a deep breath, no matter what you're going through, those of you are watching, those of you are here, know that the good Lord's in control. And that's what we got to remember today. You know, we got to remember as I open up today to continue to pray for all our uh, leaders in government, our president with uh, COVID now and all those other leaders that have that. We want to do that as I go to prayer in just a minute. And then also, you know, we... We're having so many hundreds and hundreds of people watching live now and then also on our apps that a lot of times within a week or two, we miss something. In other words, someone will miss if I make an announcement or say something up front like this. So I just want to say again, I want to thank our governor, Governor DeWine, for signing into law to, uh, to protect churches even in a greater way. And that goes into effect, uh, I think, within several weeks. No matter what is happening in our society, let me define it that way, that it's very difficult for churches not to be able to meet. So I'm just so thankful for that. And, uh, you know, it's just a time that we never thought we would live in, go through. But uh, here we are, and uh, the Lord's with us. Let's pray. Father, we continue to pray for all our government officials and our president, Lord, as he has COVID. We just pray for a, a, a quick healing. We pray for, uh, Lord, that you will just give the doctors, uh, Lord, the wisdom that they need to treat all those in Washington, D.C. that have this, all those anywhere, Lord. Father, we're thankful for your word. We're thankful that we have this freedom that we know we'll never take for granted to be able to come here to worship you as Ben has led us today and to open your word and know that when we open it, that we'll not be confused, that you will direct our path. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I want to talk or speak on a subject today that, that, that I hope helps you. Because I feel that there's many people today that whether they're not in church or whether they've just walked away from the Lord, it's because of this. And this is what I want to get to. It's that one prayer, that one prayer that you have that's not going to be answered. I believe all of us, all of us have in our life is we continue, whether uh, high, you could be in high school or whether... You know, whatever age you're at, there's this one prayer that you might be even think of that's not being answered. And because of that, there's confusion if we're not careful. You know, uh, confusion, we have to really look at it and see because the devil just brings it in really slow. You know, I was, <laughs> I was watching on YouTube. There was like, and I know you've, I know you've had this happen to you. But you pull in the gas station, okay? You've had your same vehicle for a couple years, right? And you can't remember what side of the, the, the tank or, you know, to line it up with where to put the pump in and the tank, okay? So this guy starts videotaping 
this woman because he's seen her go around one time. She goes around twice, okay? She gets out, looks at everything, goes around a third time, still can't get it right. She goes around four times. He, he says, should I go over there? He's telling a person in the car, should I just go over there and help her? You know, whatever. but she says, she's getting out of the car. She's looking at the car. She's looking at the car. She's looking at the pump four different times. So this goes viral on, on, on YouTube. And all you have to do, if you don't know this, all you have to do is look at the gauge in your vehicle and it has a little arrow. It's either on the left or it's on the right. Oh, yeah, it's all we have to do. Now, think about that for a minute. When it comes to being confused spiritually, think about it. All we have to do is, is, is look right here. And when we look there, God doesn't maybe give us an immediate answer. In that one prayer, might not ever be answered, but but. The good Lord's going to do something. That's what we're going to see today. But I, I want to quickly turn to a verse, and then we're going to go to another one real quick. But 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse uh, 33. Listen very carefully what the apostle tells us, especially to the churches. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. Let me read the first half of that again. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So if I could ask you that one question, that one prayer that you're still waiting for an answer or something that is happening, let, let me just read uh, several of those that people are brought before the Lord. And I really do believe that there's many people I run across with. They're, they're out of church for one or two reasons or they're walked away from the Lord for one or two reasons. It's either they're lazy, they just decide they don't, they just don't want to follow the Lord anymore and they've just kind of drifted away or they've gotten bitter some way. They've gotten bitter some way to where the Lord didn't answer this one specific prayer. And because of that, you know, we look at it and say, well, what's going on here? Let's think about it for a minute. You know, we hear, well, your prayer's not answered because there's too much sin in your life. Or we hear their prayer's not answered because you don't have enough faith. Or we hear our prayer's not answered, you know, you just got to wait. You just have to wait. If you wait long enough, you'll get the answer. I'm here to tell you today, there's a, there's a prayer, or it might be more than one, there's, a, there's something that's happened in your life that, as long as we live, that you will, I, I, I don't want to be a pessimist when I tell you this, but you will not have the answer to on this earth. Let me give some of those to you. Why at this age? You fill in the blank. Why did, did someone at such a young age, why, why, did they have, why, why did they have to die? Why? Why, in the second, why the suffering? We look at someone, we see they're suffering and they continue to suffer. They think, wow. And someone that you love dearly, why are they suffering? Then, uh, uh, just I'll go down through this. A married couple that, that can't have children or a child that's born with a deformity or someone's gone through a bad divorce or we hear they were such a good person. Why, why, why? And if we're not careful, we're going to continue to look for some of those answers 
And I'm here to tell you today that some of those answers we're not going to have in this life. What does the Lord show us in his word? If God is not the author of confusion and we get confused by what happens or what doesn't happen in our life and we continue to pray and pray and pray and it's still, it's not going to happen here. There's that one prayer. Don't get me wrong. Many, many hundreds of prayers the Lord will answer and wants to answer. But there's that one. There's that one that you just don't understand. And I believe there's all of us that have that. You fill in the blank. Let me give you a great example of a person in the Bible who, who was like we are, a little bit confused. And this is what he does. In Luke chapter 7 and verse 18, I want to talk to you about John the Baptist. You know, the Bible says, and which were you going to read? John the Baptist. Jesus says about John the Baptist, he was the greatest prophet among women of those who had ever been born. That's what Jesus said about John the Baptist. John the Baptist now is thrown in prison because he, he confronted the king because of his adulterous lifestyle and because of the wife that he's now, if you can say, living with, was committing adultery. He confronted him in that. They threw him in prison. He's in prison. But remember who John the Baptist is. He baptized Jesus. That's who that guy was. That's the same guy that's in prison. If you can say it this way, if anybody has connections, I would say John the Baptist does with Jesus. There's even related in a way, and I won't go into that with the cousins and so forth of, of, of Mary and Elizabeth. Uh, their moms are related. And so there's, they're even related. But, but what happens to John while he's in prison? He's got time to think. And he starts thinking a little bit with the flesh, with our soul. We all do it. And what, is he, what, what happens? Well, listen to what he does in verse 18 of chapter 7 of the book of Luke. Then a disciple of John reported to him concerning all these things. What things? What, what, what am I talking about? John called two of his disciples to him, sent them to Jesus saying, he's asking Jesus, I want you to ask Jesus this question. Are you the coming one or do we look for another? Now, wait a minute. Didn't John the Baptist baptize Jesus and say, I'm not even worthy to baptize the one, lo, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. His faith was strong then. I mean, there was nobody like John the Baptist. But now he's in prison and he's wavering. And he asks those that are with him, will you go to Jesus and just ask, are, are you really the one? Because I, I don't know what I'm doing here in prison. I mean, I, I probably know you better, Jesus, than anybody except your immediate family. And I, I don't understand. I, I'm following you. I'm doing what I should. And here's, this is where I'm at. I've always said, and you know that I've said this over and over and over. It's okay to ask the Lord questions. Don't question. What do you mean by that? I always say, don't go to him in bitterness. Why'd you do this, Lord? Why aren't you doing this? I don't understand. And if I don't get an answer, I'm, I'm out of here. No, the Lord said, Lord, I, 
This is what he's saying in a humble way. And let's continue. Are you the coming one or do we look for another? And when the men had come to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you saying, are you the coming one or do we look for another? And that very hour, Jesus, he cured many of infirmities, afflictions, and evil spirits. And to many blind, he gave sight. Jesus answered and said to them, go and tell John the things you've seen and heard, that the blind see, the lame walk, and the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised. The poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. When the messengers of John had departed, he began to speak to the multitudes concerning John. What? What did Jesus just do? He told them everything that you've seen. See, what we need to be reminded of, what Jesus has done in our past. We need to be reminded who Jesus is. Take the time. Way, the way that we're not confused is we don't sit and dwell out. We remember. Jesus said when he was leaving this world, the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you, all that I have done in your life. That's what we need to do when we start to get confused. We need to remember who Jesus is. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And God is faithful. As we continue that, what does Jesus do to encourage him? You know, he could have just said, go, go tell him. But then he begins to talk about him. And this is what he says to the crowd that's there. Verse 24, when the messengers of John had departed, he began to speak to the multitudes concerning John, John the Baptist, why did you go out into the wilderness to see a reed shaken by the wind? But why did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garment? Indeed, those who are gorgeously appareled and live in a luxury lifestyle are in, king, or in the king's court. No, that's not who John was. That's what he's saying. You didn't go out to get, a, to get some type of show. You went to see who John was because God was working in his life. And he was showing the way of repentance. And how that we could come to God. And it continues on. Verse 27 or verse 26. But what did you go out to see? A prophet. Yes, I say to you. Remember, Jesus is saying these words. More than a prophet. This is he who has written, Behold, I send a messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. For I say to you, this is Jesus again saying, among those born of women, there is no, not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. That's who John the Baptist, that's Jesus saying. Now here's the confusing part. John gets encouraged. And sometime later, not too much longer, Herod's wife, the adulterous relationship. She asked for, in a long story short, I want him dead. And John the Baptist is killed. You sound about confusing. <laughs> Wait a minute. John the Baptist says, no, he's getting led out to be beheaded and knowing that he's going to lose his life. But Jesus just said, this is who I am. 
Why, why, why? Those are the questions. I want you to look at your life and that question, whatever it is, from a spiritual outlook. I want you to have that perspective that brings eternity. Where is John the Baptist today? He is in heaven. Where are all of those that persecuted him that were heathen? They are in hell. Now, we don't like to say that and talk about that, but that's the fact and the truth. I want you to know today we have to have the perspective of heaven in mind. We too many times look at it from 50 or 60 years when it comes to being confused and we don't understand. God's saying, hang with me. Hang with me. I've got a greater purpose here. And that's what he's saying to you and to me today. That question that you have and that answer that you want of that prayer, I'm here to tell you today, probably will never be answered in this life. But I want you to know that your life, my life is a vapor. And God is gracious enough, those that are here, those that are watching, if you know Jesus is your Savior, and you've got hope. You know no matter what happens, you know where you're going. That's a perspective. Then what can I have now? That's what I need. And this is where we continue. In the book of Hebrews, Hebrews in chapter 11, it's called many times the faith chapter of the Bible. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I want you to get this. When it comes to everything, have faith. Please don't miss this. God rewards your faith, not your prayers. I want that to sink in. God rewards. He's going to bless you. He's going to give you an answer, not to maybe what you want, but he's right there it is. He's going to bless. Maybe not give you the answer, but he's going to bless you and reward you because of your faith, because of right in the middle of that confusing situation that you don't have an answer of all those six things that I read off a little bit ago. Why, why is this suffering? Why did my husband have to die so soon? Why did my wife, why is this happening to my child? All those questions you don't have the answer to, but God is telling you, hang with me. I'm going to reward your faith. I'm not going to give you an answer right now, but I'm going to reward you. I'm going to be there with you. I'm not ever going to leave you or forsake you. God is faithful. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Rejoice and be glad in it. God is faithful. He is going to come through in a way that we don't understand. And that question that hurts might not ever be answered. But he's going to reward you because of your faith. That's what I want you to get today. I want you to know that 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 question is never answered, but if you have the faith, he's going to so bless you that, that the bitterness doesn't have room to get in. Let's close with this. So we have that perspective of heaven that gets us through that confusion and it helps us from an eternal perspective. But you say, Dallas, I need something. Yeah, I know the Lord is going to reward my faith, but I, I need 
I need something right now. And I think that what we all need when we don't have an answer is that one word that's woven all throughout the New Testament. It's peace. If we have peace, we can get through. Listen to what he tells us in Philippians. And we close with today, chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. In verse 6 and 7, I really want you to notice this. Be anxious for nothing. In other words, whatever is on your heart, whatever you're worried about today, whatever you don't have an answer to, whatever shakes you and you can't quite deal with, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And you know what? If you're here today, you probably know this verse. If you followed the Lord for quite some time, you probably know that verse. But I want, I want you to get this today. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. You know what the Lord's telling you? You don't have to pray for that. What the Lord is telling you, when you go to pray, because you have faith in God Almighty through the blood of Jesus Christ and the cross of Calvary. You believe who he is and what he's done for you already. That he says, when you go to pray, I'm going to already give you, as you begin to pray, I'm going to bring alongside you that peace through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to automatically, if I can say it that way, give you peace. You don't even have to ask for it. It's going to be there. And what does that peace do? Jesus tells us that peace that you need today and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, this is what Jesus gives us, the hope. This is what he's going to do today. Will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. You know what he's saying? When we start to think and it gets in our mind, you know where it goes then? It goes into our emotion. It gets in our mind, and it goes into our heart. It gets in our mind, and we start thinking about a wayward child, or we start thinking about how am I going to pay my bills, or we start thinking about that confusion. You feel like, and God says, I'm going to just, you come before me. And even though you don't have an answer, and it's not right there, and it might not ever be there, I'm going to give you the peace that's going to guard your mind and your heart to the place, to whatever the devil tries to throw in your life, it's going to bounce off. And you say, you know, I don't understand this. I'll never understand this. But Jesus, I love you. You saved me. You've never failed me. And I know when I go to you and I hurt so much, you automatically give me peace that guards my mind and my heart. Notice he guards. The devil can't get in. Let's pray. So your heads are bowed today. I don't know what it is. But you sure do. You're watching today. I don't know what it is. You're listening today. And, and you hurt. 
And you have every right to hurt for what's happened to you in this life. And you have every right to even be angry, even to be not understanding. But I'm here to tell you today that God says, I want you to see me. I want you to see me. I want you to see heaven. I want you to know where John the Baptist is. It's someday before you know it, you're going to be there too. No more sorrow, no more pain, no more questions. Heaven will be lit by the light from the Son of God for all eternity. And you will see like you've never seen before. You will understand like you've never understood before. But while you're still here, Jesus said, don't quit coming to me by faith. Jesus, I believe who you are. And you are a rewarder. You reward our faith. And Jesus, I, I will never understand this. But I know when I come to you, there's something that I can't explain, and that's the peace. That when I get up from my prayer, I know that you're never going to leave me. You're never going to forsake me. And that peace that passeth all understanding, and you're the God of all comfort. And one day before now, we'll all be in heaven. Father, if there's someone here today that so needs you, that's looking from the outside in, that, that needs to accept you as their Savior and needs to know that you're going to be there with them. Jesus, let them know that's why you came. And John said, behold, the Lamb of God that I baptize. He is the true. He is the coming one. He is here. He died for all of our sins. He rose from the grave. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God, for sending your son. Jesus, if there's one here, may they pray this prayer. If they're watching, may they pray. Jesus, I believe that you are the son of God. You lived a perfect life. You shed your perfect blood on the cross of Calvary for me. And I ask you to come into my heart and to forgive me for all of my sins. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Fathers, we close this time here at City Church. If there's someone here that doesn't know you as their Savior, may they accept you today. So we give an invitation. They might not have the answer for what they want, but Jesus, you are the answer for what we need. Lord, if there's someone here today may accept you as their Savior, has been leads us in a closing invitation in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? 
Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus... I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC. Or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services. And we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.